Praise the Lord, my friends. Thank you so much for joining this podcast, the podcast of D.A. Smith Ministries. It is my prayer that the word of God that you hear today will bless you, empower you, and encourage you. Listen in to the word of God as it is taught and or preached and enjoy this podcast. God bless you. Hallelujah. First Corinthians chapter 13. You already know what verse we're going to be at if you've been in Bible class and so amen. First Corinthians 13. Thank you Jesus. Verse number 11. Let's pray. Father, we thank you this morning for what you're getting ready to say and what you're getting ready to do. We thank you for your spirit. Lord, speak now into our hearts. Lord, we thank you for this moment. Lord, we receive what you're going to say. In Jesus' name, amen. It says, when I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. And I really want to focus on the latter part of this verse. And it reads, I put away childish things. I put away childish things. I put away childish things. For a thought this morning, I want to speak from this thought. And you can help me announce it. Just tell somebody, put it away. Put it away. Put it away. Put it away. A few weeks ago, we stood on this uh, pulpit behind this podium as the year was coming to an end. And I told you that it was the ending of an era. And we began to declare that. We should not just look at it as the ending of a year, but perhaps look at 2020 maybe as for some it being the ending of an era, an ending of a period of time, an ending of a, a time frame that certain things have happened, an ending of a time period that certain things have gone on. In and of a, a time period of certain events, certain actions, certain behaviors, <clears throat> so forth and so on. And so I said, let's look at it perhaps as the ending of an era. And that 
maybe God was giving us a chance to to refocus now and and have a new lease on things. And then as we got into this year, the Lord began to direct us in our Bible class to talk about the, the, the commitment to change and growth. The commitment to change and growth. And I started uh, this morning putting these together and I realized that that in order for us to really launch out into the concept of a new era and in order for us to really grasp a new era and to walk into the newness of life we have to be committed to growth We have to be committed to forsaking that which was of yesterday. Forsaking that which represents yesterday. Forsaking sometimes the ideologies and forsaking sometimes that which uh, uh, prevents us from launching forward into the new era. It is a matter of a change of mindset. It's a matter of a change of mindset. If our mindset does not change with the new era, if our mindset doesn't change with where we are now, We'll simply find ourselves doing the same things the same way, but expecting a different result. Psychologists say that's a sign of insanity. Doing the same things the same way, but expecting a different result. I want to challenge us this morning that we have to now change our mindset. The fact of the matter is, my brothers and my sisters, the reason why this is so pressing, and I feel like the reason why God is keep bringing this to us, and it seems like Pastor Dan is being redundant, it seems like Pastor Dan is being like a broken record, I, I promise you I don't mean to be, but, but, but the reason why is because, uh, amen, we don't have the same kind of time that we used to have. We don't have the time anymore that we used to have. We don't have the time to figure things out that we used to have. We don't have time uh, to figure out whether we want to do better. We don't have the time now to figure out whether we want to be better. The time for that is here and now. We don't have the time to... To sit and contemplate 
on, uh, praise God, whether we want to do a 12-step or 15-step plan. We now are in the season of going from step one to step 15 because the time is now of change. The time of growth is now. Can't you see we are in the middle of a deadly pandemic? Can't you see we're in the middle of, 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 of almost going into a civil war? Can't you see people in this nation are, have built an idol God out of the president of the United States? Ikamashata. And the Lord said, I will have no other God before I burn it all down before I have another God before me. I'll, I'll, I'll send a play. I'll tear it all up before I let another God be before me. Someone that stands and looks up and says, I am the chosen one. Yes, he did it. We don't have the time that we, have used to have to be playing with our growth and playing with change. The time is now to make the switch. And so there are some decisions that we used to make that we just can't make those decisions anymore. There's some roads that we used to turn down on. We, we, we cannot turn down those roads anymore. <clears throat> I'm going to tell you the truth. There are some sins we used to commit that were a part of our immaturity and a part of our childish ways that by now we should be better and we should know better and we should strive to do better. We shouldn't be doing those things because now God has shown us, uh-uh, there's a better way. And the church at Corinth, the one that Paul was writing to, I'm almost finished. Just wanted to drop this little mail off to you. The church that, that Paul was talking to in this text, they were real spiritual. But they were immature at the same time. Oh, they had some gifts. You hear me? They could prophesy your pants off. They could lay hands on you and you would be healed. They, they would get to speaking in tongues. But then they would be out of order because, because for that gift of tongues, because there's a difference. We talk about that maybe in a Bible class. When they were operating in the gift of tongues, they would be so out of order sometimes there wouldn't be nobody to interpret. Paul had to straighten that out. They were so spiritual, but sometimes they were so immature. They were immature sometimes. Uh, uh, it, it, they were so petty, for lack of a better word. They were sin letters to Paul, tattletelling on each other. 
I told you before, every now and then Paul said, I've heard that this is among you fornication. How did you hear it, Paul? Because somebody was tattletelling. <clears throat> Immature. Somebody wanted to be a deacon. They wasn't satisfied with the, who was the chairman of the deacon board. And they said, I'm going to write Paul a letter and get him set down so I can be put up. I don't like elder so-and-so. I got something on elder so-and-so, so I'm going to write Paul a letter. And what I don't know to be true, I'm going to make up and fill in the, ga- the gaps a little bit too. Paul said, I- I'm dealing with this with Corinth. And the bottom line is, yes, they are very gifted people. They lay hands. They got the word of knowledge. They have the gift of knowledge. They, they're very gifted. They can prophesy. But, but let me tell you something, Corinth. Even though you prophesy, you ain't got the, all the prophecy. You prophesy in part, actually. He said, there's still something you lack. You don't love right. You got all of these gifts. But you don't speak to each other after church. You got all of these gifts. Oh, while church is going on, you laying hands on each other. While church is going on, you so holy roly. While church is going on, you this, that, and the other. But you can't stand each other. That, that's immature of you. You're holding grudges against each other. You, you're bitter and hatred. Toward each other. <coughs> you just have malice. Toward each other. Every time I turn around. I got to correct something. With this church. And so. <laughs> he says. Let me put it to you like this. Let me give you an analogy. Maybe you can understand. Where you are. Corinth. He says, let me put it on this wise. When I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. Because that was expected of me at that time. Nobody expects a child to be an adult. I had a teacher. (laughs) Oh, I had a teacher that told us on day one. She said, I'm going to tell you right now. I like grown people and I like children, but I don't like grown children. (laughs) And that thing tickled me because she was trying to tell you, don't try me now. I like both. I like grown people and I like children, but I don't like grown children. Because there's a difference. You're either going to be a child or you're going to be grown, but you cannot be both at the same time. And Paul was making a, 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 a distinction here. Says, when I was a child, I did what children did. I thought, I understood. My 
my reasoning was like a child's. Uh, uh, you know, children tattletale on each other. She hit me. She did this. She did that. Children, that's what Karip was doing. She, uh, uh, children, that's how they they logical thinking. They get mad easily over small things. Granted, they make up, but they get mad over the least little thing. They can't get their way. Lord, y'all don't want me to teach, preach this morning. The least little thing, they get upset, start pouting. See, that's the behavior of a child. They don't understand. I don't have to be upset about this. I don't have to understand. They don't understand certain things. Why? Because it's a level of immaturity. That's where their mind has developed to. And it's okay because that's appropriate. And then they speak based on where they are. They speak freely. Whether you like it or not, they speak, tell you like it is, tell you you need to lose weight. Y'all don't hear me this morning. (laughs) Huh? Tell you all kind of things, hurt your feelings, and keep moving to the next person. They don't have no regard to, to how it may affect your day. Or affect your person. They don't care. That's a child. But Paul said, there came a time when I grew up and I had to make a deliberate act. Deliberate act of putting childish things away. That's what I want to talk to us about this morning as I close. We have to now at this point in our lives because we don't have time no more. We have to now make the choice. I'm going to put it away. The clock is winding down. We have to make the choice. I'm going to put childish things Away. I'm going to put the immature things away. My, my, my way of thinking. I'm going to make a deliberate decision this morning. I, I'm just not going to deal with that anymore. I'm just not going to dwell on it anymore. I've wasted 20 years now. Turning that over in my mind over and over and over. I've held on to this for, for, for 20, 25 years. Uh, uh, and, and it's doing me no good. Stunning my growth. Stunning my ability to move on. I have to make the choice now. Either I'm going to grow 
I'm going to be left behind. Paul says, I put away. I did it. I, I made the decision that what was present and what was ahead of me was worth letting go of what was behind me. Mm, Lord have mercy. What was present and what was the possibilities of tomorrow was worth letting go of what was behind me. What did I look like being a grown man trying to wear my clothes from when I was five years old just because I like the way it looks just because I like the colors just because I like the pattern what does it look like it's not appropriate I'm trying to stretch into something that's in the past rather than stretching forward and pressing forward into my future Somebody this morning, hear me and hear me clearly. Hear the voice of the Lord. Let go and let God. Let go and let God. You will get sleep. You will get rest. You will get peace. You will feel better. Your blood pressure is going to come down. Your sugar is going to come down. Your hair is going to stop falling out. Hear me. When you let go. And let God. And put it away. Put it away. Oh my. We all have had. Something that has traumatized us. Mm. We have all had something that has altered our minds. And we want to hold on to that. But we don't have time. Listen, one of the things that has hurt me the worst in my life was the day my daddy left me. I didn't know how in the world I was going to make it further. Because he was more than just my father. He was literally my right-hand man, my friend. And I didn't know how in the world I was going to go from talking to him two and three times a day to not talking to him at all because he left me so quickly and suddenly I didn't know then I got through that first two months hurt so bad I still have a hard time going even to my mother's house then sister Graham Quickly 
just left. Can I just talk to y'all this morning? Just left. Talk to her. Christmas Eve. Talk to her the day before Christmas, uh, Christmas Eve. And a couple of days prior to that, we text. Then just left. And I'm trying to figure out how can you move on when you hurt so bad? But then I come to the conclusion that if you don't let go and you don't let God, you will literally Literally, literally not make it. And I come to tell somebody this morning, you have to let go and let go. You have to put that grief, you have to put that hurt, you have to put that pain, you have to put everything away. Put it in the hands of Jesus. Oh, my brother and my sister, take it to the Lord this morning. Whatever you're holding on to that's keeping you from pushing, put it in the hands of Jesus. I don't care what they've done to you. I don't care what you've been through. I don't care what happened. Put it in the hands of Jesus. Oh, it still makes you cry. Put it in the hands of Jesus. Come unto me, all ye that are laid in the heaven, laid and I'll give you rest. Put it in the hands of Jesus. Paul said, I put it away. I know I'm homiletically off this morning, but I don't care. I'm just flowing in the spirit. Put it away. It's a deliberate. If you're going to make it, if you're going to grow, you have to put it away. This morning, 